These 2018 Mets are straight out of Blazing Saddles, the classic Mel Brooks movie where the Waco kid advises Sheriff Bart about the bad guy Mongo. He says, oh no, don't shoot him. You'll only make him mad. In that very same vein, you score against the Mets? Hey, you're asking for it, pally. The kings of the counterpunch, the New York Mets, are 9-1 and one for the first time in their history. And by the way, Mongo only pawn in Game of Life. Let's break it down right here, right now, on the DMP. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Mets are doing. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. Oh, it's your Daily Mets Podcast. And here's your host, Josh Newman. Mets 8, Marlins 6, and yes, the Mets are a National League best 9-1. and one. And since Major League Baseball went to a 162-game schedule, 33 teams have started 9-1. and one. Only two have failed to finish above 500. 20 of the 33 went on to make the postseason. So by starting quickly, if nothing else, the Mets have pushed the numbers into their favor. You buy yourself some wiggle room once things inevitably slow down. Josh Lewin with you, and, and not to poop the party, but no, the Mets will not play 900 ball all year. They are going to slow down at some point. But what they will do, it appears, is be very resilient because 10 times this year an opponent has taken a lead on the Mets. Nine times the Mets have tied or taken the lead themselves their very next at bat. And yeah, you can say, well, the last two wins were only against the lowly Marlins the 6,500 attendance-drawing Marlins. But beating up on the weak and infirm is something the Mets are going to have to do. Remember in 2015, the Mets went 28-5 and against the three last-place teams in the NL. And against the three NL East teams with losing records that year, the Mets were 36-21. and So far this year in the NL East, they're a perfect 7-0. 72 Miami Dolphins are on alert. Let's unpack the suitcase from a Tuesday night. Now, before the game, Brandon Nimmo sent down to get some at-bats. He hasn't done anything wrong. It's just there's no room for him up here right now. Corey Oswalt up to make his big league debut, we assumed at some point, give the Mets an extra arm in the bullpen. Had Oswalt gotten in his major league debut, it would have been in front of fewer fans than had he stayed back to pitch for Vegas in Albuquerque last night. But in a cruel twist, after the game, word was he was being optioned back to AAA to make room for the starter tonight, Zach Wheeler. Vegas to Miami to Albuquerque for Oswald, but one day of big league service time in the book, so don't don't cry for him. He just made some money doing that trip. Let's go to the scorebook here. The Mets got on the board right away in the first inning. Even though Cespedes struck out to make him at that point one of his last 18 with 11 punchouts, Conforto had singled to left. Flores then ripped a double. It was very quickly one to nothing against Caleb Smith, the native Texan, the left-hander that the Mets had never seen before. Jacob deGrom on the mound, and he was purring along for a while. Fourth inning, the Mets added to the lead as Drubal Cabrera, clocking his second home run of the road trip, hit it up over the Clevelander, up over the gyrating people. Yeah, they still keep that place open, even though there's no fans in the stands. They want to go clubbing in there, do the ns thing. Fine, whatever, guys, go ahead. Uh, 2-0 at that point. Mets made it 3-0 in the fifth. Conforto, another opposite field single. And if he keeps that up, maybe the shift 
begins to recede on him. He was two for three at that point off a lefty. Remember his rookie year, he only had five hits all year off of lefties. He had two in five innings tonight, and that one in the fifth inning scored Rosario, who had doubled. It was 3-0 New York. But then DeGrom had a little World Series flashback. Game two, the one he pitched in Kansas City, he was uh, going along with zeros, and then all of a sudden, he got a four spot in the bottom of the fifth. Now, the Mets weren't going to beat Johnny Cueto that night anyway, but this was the only game that DeGrom had ever pitched other than that one, where it went 0-0-0-0, then four. The uh, four runs coming in the bottom of the fifth. Did I forget a zero there? No, I think I did that right. Anyway, it was Justin Bohr who hadn't done squat all year. Hit a two-run opposite field home run. That was the big blow in that inning. Marlins actually toggled on top four to three. And in that inning, Todd Frazier had two different plays that kind of got away from him, including an RBI single where he tipped the ball from third base away from the shortstop Rosario. And that set up the Boer home run. So keeping that in mind, Todd Frazier comes right back. Counterpunch time, right? That's what the Mets do. We've called them the, the Annie Oakley Mets. Anything you can do, we can do better. Well, yeah, Todd Frazier says, I'll get this run back for you. He doubles right away and then very aggressively goes from second to third on a fly ball to left. Everybody was holding their breath. And Todd Frazier, who's not exactly Usain Bolt, able to get into third base. And sure enough, he came home to score later on a Ligaris sack fly. And it was almost like, all right, I picked you up, buddy. Sorry about that. Sorry that I didn't make the plays for you, Jake, but I got your run back. And now at least it's 4-4. Four to four. Mets then were able to surge into a situation where it looked like anyway that they would uh, take a lead, but they could not actually grab it in the top of the seventh inning. And in the bottom of the seventh inning, that's when Justin Bohr showed up again. His second straight opposite field two-run home run. This one off of Jacob Rame. The guy looks like he's starring in a low-rent version of the, the show Rent. We were joking on the air that the walk-up music's got to be 525,600 minutes for Jacob Rame. Looks like a, a Williamsburg hipster. And uh, it was Bohr who went after a pitch. If you put it on a map of the United States, this ball was basically in New Hampshire if not Maine. I mean, technically kind of right on the border, in the strike zone, kind of, but way, way up there in the northeast quadrant. And he just stretched out, poked it over the wall, and left. So Bohr, all of a sudden, again, a guy who had done Zippo for the entire season, he had given the, the Marlins an actual 6-4 to four lead. And don't go to sleep on Justin Bohr. He had 25 homers, 83 runs batted in last year. And if you look at the last three years, the list of the highest home run rate with a minimum of 1,000 at-bats. Boers in a top five with Cespedes, Bryce Harper, Nolan Arenado, and Giancarlo Stanton. Surprise. And if he ends up the Marlins' only all-star this year, that, that could actually be a thing. Game's going to be in his backyard. This year's all-star game is in D.C. He grew up in the Washington suburbs, Fairfax, Virginia. 6'4", 252, big lummox. He's a big pain in the neck. And uh, Justin Bohr made it 6-4 to four in favor of Miami. But again, the Mets say, all right, fine. You hit one home run in the inning, we're going to come right back and hit two. And it took virtually no time at all. Wilmer Flores clocked one, his first of the year. Part of a two-hit night for Wilmer, who's not really playing that much. Because again, just like with Nimmo, there's just not a lot of room. And a quick parenthesis on that. Remember how last year Jose Reyes led the team in plate appearances? This year, he's got the fewest plate appearances on the team. Very, very telling that, that they don't try to squeeze all that juice out of Jose Reyes. They don't, they don't need to. 
Jay Bruce was on the bench to start this game. Adrian Gonzalez on the bench to start this game. The Mets ended up scoring eight runs and winning. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. The, the home run by Flores just cut it down to six to five. That was the, the first counterpunch for the counterpunch Kings. Then Cabrera with his second home run of the night. And this time against Kyle Bearclaw, he hit it as a lefty. Only the, uh, the second time that Cabrera's ever homered from both sides of the plate in a game. He did that for the Mets back in 2016 against the Phillies, quite memorably. That was the first time that Kyle Bearclaw had ever given up two home runs in one inning. He actually gave up two home runs in a stretch of three batters. So with that, the Mets had come back right away, tied the game 6-6 six to six with the two solo home runs. Then you needed a little bit of something to happen out of the bullpen just to keep it tied. And Hansel Robles... Not quite as dominant as he has been at times since coming back from the minors this year, but he ended up striking out two, including Miguel Rojas with 2-1 to end the bottom of the eighth inning. Then we go to the top of the ninth. Yoena Cespedes decided he was going to be the hero, and here's what it sounded like. Ziegler sets, checks the runners. Here's the pitch. Swinging a bounce it towards third. Behind the bag, past Anderson. Under his glove, down the left field line. Mets take the lead. Rosario scores. Here's Conforto coming around third. The throw to the plate from Dietrich, not in time. Going all the way to third is Cespedes. Two-run score. The Mets are leading by a score of 8-6. to six. And you can certainly make the case that Anderson should have come up with that ball. But once again, somehow, the Mets find a way. Cespedes finds his way all the way to third. However they score, it doesn't matter. It's the Mets eight and the Marlins six. The Cespedes doubled just by Brian Anderson, who had already made an error in the inning. That's what got the Mets rolling. Ahmed Rosario had reached. Conforto drew a walk. And that brought up Cespedes, who right now is three for 24 on this road trip. He has struck out 14 times, but twice he has been the hero now. That was the game-winning hit. Jerris Familia came on, locked it up in the ninth inning like it was no big deal. So DeGrom gets a no decision. It was four runs allowed in six innings, six strikeouts along the way. Rame had that unfortunate turn where Bohr hit the home run, so the Mets' great bullpen numbers took a little bit of a hit, up from a 1.1 ERA out of the bullpen to 1.4. Big whoop. Hansel Robles ends up with the win. Everyday Hansel, almost. He's uh, been in five of the last six Met games all of a sudden, but he got the win. He's 2-0. Another save for Familia, number six already for the season. Good stuff, and I figure you want to hear from Mickey Calloway, just the third manager in Major League history to win his first nine out of ten. His only other managing gig at a Division III college in Texas, Mickey lost nine out of ten to get going. This is very different, and here was the manager after another happy, happy night. How would you describe just just the feeling around here, winning like this so early? Is there um, a, a different sense of confidence growing each day? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just a relaxed uh, confidence, and, and guys are going out there and just playing the game. You know, they're not pressing, and um, you know, they're they're super relaxed. And, and when you can do that, that's when you play your at your best. Cespedes has not been looking his best the last best couple of days. How, how nice is it to see him come through in a situation? Oh, that was big. You know, he needed it. He's been feeling terrible and still playing. You know, I'm trying to hit him like, hey, Cess, do you need a day? Do you need a day? And he's like, he didn't He didn't want one. And, um, you know, him not taking a day maybe won us the game today. So, um, you know, for him to battle through what he's going through is pretty good. What exactly is he going through? I mean, you mentioned the fever a couple of days ago. Yeah, I mean, his whole body's just achy and, you know, just really 
stuffy head and all that. I mean, it, it's uh, it's not your normal, just little everyday cold. So he's doing a good job. Mickey, how aware were you going into the game that that this franchise has never had a team get off to a nine and one start? And what does that mean to you? No, I think it, it means a lot. I think it uh, means a lot for our fans. Um, you know, we want to get back home so our fans can cheer us on because, uh, you know, I think that gives us an advantage. We play in one of the best ballparks in the world with the best fans, and we can't wait to get back, you know, and have them on our side. Um, they even support us here in Miami. I mean, it's tremendous. So, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm really happy for the fans right now. It's really great. Is that something that you give thought to when you go on the road and, and get on this type of role, what the reaction will be coming back home? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think they're all going to be energized. Uh, the stadium's going to be packed, uh, and we're looking forward to getting back to seeing those guys. All right, that's the skipper, and he'll take a 9-1 and record with him as the Mets will finish up the road trip, trying to make it a perfect road trip. And let's preview. It's a little segment that we have some fun with because we have a Benny Hill cut to introduce it. What's that in the road? A head? Hold it. <laughs> I'm sorry, hold, hold a second. No, dear, no. What's that in the road ahead? <laughs> Not what's that in the road ahead. <laughs> I, I, always, I always love that bit. So it's going to be Harleen Garcia, Harlan the Marlin, the converted reliever. Left-hander is going to take on the Mets in the finale, 7-10 first pitch on 7-10 a.m. Zach Wheeler, not a kid anymore. He's going to turn 28 next month, and he does make the start for the Mets. The Zach attack back up from the minors, and in one way, he begins the season 1-0. He beat his bosses in arbitration this winter. 1.9 million to 1.5 million was the final. And remember, Zach bristled when it was announced that Jason Vargas had been signed as another arm for the rotation. The speculation began right away. Wheeler was going to be the odd man out, and it turned out he was. But then Vargas got hurt. Lugo has found a home in the bullpen, so here comes Zach riding back on the range. And his major league career has been weird. He, he pitched in 2013, 14, and 17. He missed all of 15 and 16, coming off the Tommy John surgery. And by season, his big league ERAs have been 3.4, 3.5, but then last year 5.2. He does have something to lean on here back in 2014 in Miami in July. Remember when he took a no-hit bid into the seventh? Ed Lucas singled with one out in the bottom of the seventh inning. The Dartmouth Big Green, Ed Lucas. So interesting to see what Wheeler will have to provide for the Mets here and what he'll say when it's all said and done. Zach is a man of very few words. You might remember, I absolutely remember, I, I have this with me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, excuse me while I whip this out, another Blazing Saddles reference. Uh, Steve Serby, the great writer in, in the New York media, does a weekly Q&A with athletes, and when Zach first came on the scene, uh, Zach was, was very shy back then too, and uh, around the big bad New York media, here's what he was asked. Favorite New York thing, Zach? Sightseeing. Oh, what'd you think of Times Square? It was cool. So you have any superstitions? Not really. Do you have hobbies? Just hanging out. Don't you like to fish? A little bit. Aren't you interested in hunting deer? Yeah, I was going to get into it this offseason. Didn't you buy a rifle? Yeah. Zach Wheeler makes Lucas Duda sound like Kathy Griffin. <laughs> but, but I like Zach, and, and, and more importantly, his teammates do too. Simple man, and hey, he's got to keep it simple at this point and not go out there and try to dazzle anybody, try to overthrow 
or impress if he can give those kinds of answers to the Miami Marlins bats. That actually probably works out okay. Sorry, Steve Serby. I'm sure you probably want a little bit more out of Zach back then. But again, whatever Zach does, keep it simple. Five innings, get out of the way. Nobody gets hurt. And, and hey, maybe the Mets go to, dare I say, dare, dare. Another Blazing Saddles reference. Uh, Mets go to 10-1 and one at that point. 10-1. and one. And then they come home. <laughs> this is I love it when a plan comes together. All right, nothing guaranteed except the fact the Marlins will not sell out this game. Again, the, uh, the attendance announced at 6,516 on Tuesday night. But those that were there saw a memorable performance. Very cool performance. One last thing to leave you with uh, before we go, just a little programming reminder, that every Tuesday night on WOR, Jerry Blevins does a little sit-down with Pete McCarthy, and uh, this is part of what happened on Tuesday night if you didn't hear it. Did you ask to get an at-bat, to get up to the plate uh, there with uh, your manager, Mickey Calloway? <laughs> yeah, it crossed my mind until we saw I saw Doolittle jogging out of the uh, bullpen, and I don't want to face 96 <laughs> from the left side. Uh, I'll pass. <laughs> You're out on that, huh? Yeah, if you needed me to, I'll stand there and take a strikeout for the team. But other than that, I feel like I did my job. Would you swing if you got up there? I mean, you don't have a hit in your career yet. That's that's a big moment. That's two. a forever. One for two. I'll tell you what, if, uh, that's that's the one thing on my list, you know, World Series. But me personally, you know, if I could get a base hit, that'll look great on the back of, a you know, my card. Uh, that would be wonderful. The Jerry Blevins Show. That is going to be a staple. Uh, we don't have possession of Jerry. Pete McCarthy got that. For a podcast, i gotta, I got to think outside the box a little bit. But you know what? This thing is writing itself at this point. How much fun are we having? The Mets with an 8-6 to six win. They are now, for the first time in their franchise history, 9-1 and one to start a year. Thanks very much for tuning in. Download again, won't you? This is Josh Lewin. This has been the Daily Mets Podcast, the DMP. DMP.